He made his first team debut last night. Ben Collins, welcome to the green room. And most of all, congratulations on making your first team bow. Ah, thank you very much. Um, happy to be here. Have a chat with you. Now, we know it was a little bit of a disappointing result last night, but on a on a personal note for you, it must have been a proud moment stepping out onto that pitch. Yeah, no, like you said, obviously, you know, the result was a bit disappointing. Um, yeah, but for myself, obviously, my first team debut, which, you know, is something I've been waiting a while for, which obviously, you know, grew up wanting to achieve. So, yeah, personally, last night, you know, it was exciting for me. But, um, yeah, just a, obviously a shame we couldn't get the result and, you know, we're not in the cup anymore. But, yeah. When did you know? When was was this earmarked in advance? This fixture is one that you know you'd be rotated in, or when did John Aloisi tell you you were playing? Um, well, yeah, it was a bit of you know a bit of an interesting one. Like you're never really sure um, what's going on. Obviously, the first FFA Cup we had, you know, we played a full strength team, and obviously this one being a midweek fixture in between, you know, two A League games, there was you know obviously a possibility that he might rotate the squad, um, you know, in which he did. So no, we really just found out. Um, you know, a couple of days before the game, sort of sort of what the squad would look like. But, you know, the starting 11, we didn't really know until, until the day of the game. So, um, no, it was pretty exciting to obviously, you know, get announced in the starting 11. But, yeah, it wasn't, you know, something that was in the works for a long time. But, yeah, it sort of just came together in that, in that fashion, I guess. So you didn't know until later on, but you had a feeling there might be some rotation, you know, up until the moment where you knew where you sort of, walking around everywhere, you know, crossing your fingers, making sure you didn't travel under any ladders or anything like that. Were you trying to do that sort of superstition or were you just trying to put your best out in training? Yeah, I think, well, obviously probably, you know, first and foremost, you just do your best in training. And yeah, like you said, I guess a few boys were sort of nervous or sort of, you know, hoping that they'd be in the squad. Um, Yeah, but like you said, it's just sort of down to your performances at training. And and then after the coaches obviously pick the squad. Yeah, well... In that game, you've obviously made a mention of how many youth, youth talents got to feature against Wellington, like yourself, of course. But uh, the same cannot be said for the player that you played beside uh, in the centre of defence, Nikolai Topol-Stanley, which is no, no disrespect to him, but he's probably, and I don't have uh, a record book to hand, but probably has more appearances than maybe the whole rest of the team combined. You know, he, he is an experienced defender. Uh, what what was the experience you uh, like playing a, a against or playing alongside NTS in your first game? Yeah, no, nah, he's um he's been brilliant towards me not a, not only yesterday but you know in since I've been training with him, um, you know, he's given me heaps of tips and sort of you know little insights on how to improve my game and you know even in the game yesterday he was obviously wore the captain's armband and um, yeah within the game he was helping me a lot with my positioning. Um, and all sorts. So, no, nah, to play alongside someone like him, you know, it was um, it was another one of those experiences which, you know, was a first for me. But, um, yeah, he definitely really helped me helped me get through the night. And, um, no, nah, he's helped me a lot over, over the last couple of months. Well, speaking of captains, I mean, you've got some experience in that department wearing the captain's armband for the MPL3 side uh, last season. Has that always been something you've aspired to uh, during your junior career? Have you often captained the teams you've been in? Uh, I guess it's not something I really aspire to do. I'm, I'm not sure if it comes naturally, you know, to me. I guess I, juniors, I think I may be captain, you know, my side here here and there. It wasn't sort of something I did every every single season. But, um, yeah, obviously last last year or this year, last season, uh, captaining, you know, the MPL side, it was, you know, it was a privilege. Obviously the first the first MPL team that Western United, have as, Western United had as well, which, 
you know, makes it something, you know, a little bit more special as well. Um, obviously, that season got cut short because of COVID, but we were doing pretty well there as well. So, um, no, it was, it was a great experience, you know, leading the boys there as well. I mean, Steve Horvat spoke to us a couple of weeks ago about the whirlwind of putting together that side, you know, with a few weeks' notice and throwing it together and uh, it all working out a little bit better than they could possibly have expected. You, you guys were chasing promotion up until the, the suspension of the competition. Yeah, I think it was not thrown together, but it was pretty late or sort of near towards the start of the season mm-hmm. that it was all coming together. Um, yeah, but the boys obviously gelled really well and, you know, the, the performances and the results sort of came from that. And, yeah, we're up there at the end of the year. I think we finished third, one point behind first and second. Uh, before the season got shut down with COVID. And, you know, I'm not sure we still had maybe eight games left. I'm not too sure. But, you know, we could have could have done something. You, you never really know. But, yeah, it's a shame, you know, we didn't get to see what, what could have happened. But, yeah, it was a great experience. So last night you had Captain Nikolai Topol Stanley, you know, not marshalling you around, but being nice and vocal, you know, telling you where you should be positionally, you know, giving you a helping hand. How does that compare to, to your, you know, leadership style when you are in charge of that, you know, MPL3 side? Are you also quite vocal? Do you prefer to, to lead by example? What, what, what's your style like? Um, yeah, I think naturally when you're an older player, you sort of uh, can talk and feel more comfortable with the younger players, which is what obviously he was like to me, to me yesterday. I think maybe yesterday, I'm not sure if I was a bit nervous or, yeah, I was a bit quieter, but... Uh, you know, obviously in the youth team, I was one of the older boys. So I think naturally it just comes to you being an older player that you sort of talk and, and lead to the younger boys. So I guess it's similar in that aspect. Like I like to talk on the field and be a leader. But yeah, last night it was sort of, you know, him and I was a bit nervous and maybe a bit quieter. But definitely, you know, with the youth team, I was, you know, I was vocal and, you know, trying to put my part on the game. So I think in that, that sense, you know, it was similar. Yeah, but I, I think that's absolutely fine. I don't think there's anything wrong with the the young centre back of of the two. You know, knowing knowing your role, you know, you don't want to. Last thing you want to do is step on. Uh, I wouldn't be ordering NTS around like Top of Stanley's toes. That's for sure. Uh, we have seen how hard he could kick a ball. So, uh, in in years gone by, um, but how does that? You know, you're maybe a little bit chattier in that younger team. How has that translated to your? Um, you know, the time that you've spent in the senior side, you know, this season, obviously we know uh, having spoken to a lot of the players that that is a training environment. That's pretty lively. It's, it's pretty chatty. How, how have you sort of gelled into that environment where there are a lot of movers and shakers for lack of a better expression? Yeah, I think I've fitted in obviously, you know, okay. Um, Yeah. I think you still have to, you still have to bring your voice to the training ground. Everyone still has to talk. Everyone still has to, you know, command the ball, or demand the ball and, you know, move players around because um, you might have a better better picture of the game. So I think everyone do does have to talk on the ground. Um, some players, obviously, it comes to them a bit more natural and, and they do it a little bit more. But um, I think in that aspect, you know, I've, you know, I've weaved into the team pretty well. Like I'm not, you know, I like to use my voice as well and, and you know, call for the ball. So, in, yeah, in that sense, I think, you know, I think I'm fitted in with the team that way as well. There was a, f- a couple of times where I saw uh, the MPL side play last season. And, and one of the moments where I think you put a marker down was uh, the away game against Preston Lions uh, at BT Connor, where there's a giant crowd there, uh, really intimidating atmosphere. They'd beaten both 
the other A-League youth sides um, in by slender margins, but in that environment. And, I mean, the, your group didn't didn't shirk from that challenge at all. In fact, you probably could have gone on and, and won that match. It ended up being a draw. Yeah, no, that was, um, yeah, that was, you know, pretty amazing experience. I think at that time that would have been the biggest crowd I'd played in front of, or maybe still is to this stage. But, um, yeah, we'd obviously done really well. Um, you know, it was a bit unfortunate not to not to get the result there, um, especially with them going down to 10 men. But, yeah, that experience, you know, was pretty surreal. I'm not sure how many people there were exactly, but, you know, definitely a few thousands. So, um, no, nah, that was that was unbelievable. Um and you know we didn't we didn't go down to them, so you know we got a point um, in a pretty hostile environment. So that was it was an amazing experience. I remember at one point during the game, uh, your centre back partner Adjax strode forward with the ball and just unleashed this unbelievable shot that struck the base <laughs> of the post from about thirty metres out. And we've seen a few Western United defenders go on adventures this season. Uh, Leo Lacroix and. And even Tomoki was stepping out with the ball in round one. And you, and you went forward uh, on one occasion uh, last night in the FFA Cup game. Is that something that the, the club emphasises, you know, centre-backs with the ability to, to play the ball and, and step into midfield where necessary? Yeah, I think, you know, definitely they want, you know, centre-halves naturally these days in, in the modern game, you know, have to, be, mm. have to be pretty comfortable on the ball and be able to play those, those sort of passes. I'm not sure you know, how far into midfield they want you taking the ball. um, I know I had one shot yesterday, which I think it nearly went out for a throw-in. But, um, yeah, you know, something I'm not sure. It just sort of comes to me if if the space opens up. I'd just like to, you know, sort of take the game on and take the space and, you know, try and draw one of the defenders out to slip someone else in or, or, you know, create a goal-scoring opportunity. But, um, yeah, Ajax shot against Preston Lions. If that went in, that would have been pretty... pretty Goal of the season if it goes in, absolutely. Because can you take me through a little bit of that mindset? Like as someone who's not a centre-back and is usually, you know, uh, quite used to just watching other centre-backs do their thing, um, when you do get that space to open up, and as Josh said, you know, we've seen a few of the Western United centre-backs do it this season, is it something that you're, like, conscious of? Like you're, oh, there's space ahead of me. Like I should take this ball forward and have a shot. Or is it just like an instinctive thing? You, know, you, you take a few strides, and before you know it, you're on the edge of the penalty area, and you can you can pop up a shot. Like, how does that actually play into your mind when when you get the ball and you see space ahead? Is it just something you do without thinking about, or, think, we, or are you thinking like, "Hey, what a great way to uh, mark my starting debut <laughs> than with a mazy run <laughs> and up banging <laughs> finish?" What's the I don't, process I don't like? Think so much the latter, but I think yeah, it just sort of you know, it just sort of happens. Um, you know, as a centre-back, normally, you know, trying to play it side to side, play into your midfield for something to open up that way. But every now and then maybe the opposition's caught out of position and, and you know, there's sort of a, a line towards that you can take the ball with forward and it just sort of opens up. And then, yeah, like you said, it just sort of, you know, you take two, three touches and then you've drawn out another defender and you're halfway to goal and you can, yeah, slip someone in or something like that. So I don't think it's something you actively think about and, like, this would be amazing if I took on the whole team and scored a goal. But, um, yeah, if it opens up, I think the opportunity is there. And, yeah, like you touched on, a few of the few of the boys have, have done it in the last few rounds. So, yeah, I think it just comes naturally. Yeah, I feel like that kind of train of thought of how good would it be if I took this all the way up the field and scored is probably more of a FIFA mentality as opposed to... <laughs> it's probably why you're, a, you're an A-League player... And I am not. Or, or, or Lockie in the FNR corporate team yeah, exactly. at the end of the year. Wow. Uh, ben, uh, we were talking to Lockie Wales last week and he was talking about how he's, he's watching more football these days and trying to 
model some of the things he does off, you know, some of the world's best players. He loves watching Liverpool and, you know, Mane and, and Salah. Are there any players that you've modeled your game after? Any footballing heroes? Um, oh, not really, you know, one player in particular. I think you take bits and pieces from, you see a clip and you take something, you know, from that player. You see a clip and you take something from another player. I think at the moment for me, though, I'm just sort of learning from from the players we have actually at Western, you know, Leo, uh, Nikolai, they they talk to me a lot about, you know, positioning and sort of how to read the game as a, as a centre-back. Um, even a few of the midfielders like Neil Kilkenny, um, goalkeeper Jamie Young, he's, he's helped me heaps as well. So, yeah, I think Leo and, and Topper have, have definitely, you know, given me guidance on, on sort of what to do in that aspect. I think, you know, I obviously watch other games, professional games around the world as well, and you take little bits and and pieces from from each player. But, yeah, I don't think there's one sort of player I'd like to model my game on. I just take bits from from different people and then, yeah, try and sort of put it all together in my own style. Well, can you elaborate a little bit about that, yeah, that centre-back environment and your experience of stepping into it? Because, as you said, it is a pretty strong contingent at the moment. I mean, you could make the argument, uh, at least I will make the argument on the club show that, Tomoki Amai and Leo Lacroix are the best centre-back pairing in the league at the moment. But you've got the CV of Leo, you know, the experience of Nikolai Topol-Stanley, and obviously Tomoki is the, the incumbent player of the season. Um, that must just be, as a, as a young centre-back trying to develop his game, must just be a, a dream environment for yourself. Yeah, I hadn't really thought about that until a couple of weeks ago. But, um, yeah, like you said, it's a pretty solid solid lineup at the back. I think we've run, we haven't conceded a goal from open play in the A-League yet, which, you know, is pretty nice that to have. Um, so hopefully that continues. But, yeah, it's pretty pretty incredible to think about, you know, there's, um, you know, obviously Swiss International and, and Tamaki and obviously Nikolai has represented the Socceroos as well, all sort of sort of on my side and trying to help me as a player as well. So, you know, they've all, they've all been, yeah, brilliant. And, you know, it's sort of something players you can learn off that you can't really get many, many other places. So, you know, in terms of them helping me, it's, yeah, it's something that, you know, I take, don't take for granted. And, you know, I try and take something from them, you know, every day, every training session and, and just make myself better. Let's rewind a little bit. Talk about your, your football upbringing. I mean, you were at Northcote City before Western United. Uh, how did you get into football? Is it something that you, your parents or your family drilled into you? Is it something you just picked up when you were young and, and realized you were good at it? Or um, Yeah, I think my dad used to play in the sort of the Victorian soccer league back in the day. Um, and then, yeah, just when I was young, he just signed me up to sort of the local club. He was my coach for probably like five years, six years. Um, and I just played there and then, yeah, moved to Moved to the state team when I was under-13s in the Skillaroos there. Um, and then from there, yeah, was it Northcote from under-14s all the way up through my juniors until a couple of years in the seniors before I moved over to Western. So, no, nah, Northcote, I guess, is sort of my boyhood club. And, yeah, they've been brilliant to me sort of these last couple of years moving to Western and, and whatever. But, yeah, I've been there. I think I was there for seven, eight years. So, um, yeah, that was sort of my boyhood club. And I just... Yeah, as a junior and even a bit younger, I just sort of always stuck soccer out. I mean, you know, have friends playing AFL and sort of trying to convince me to come and switch codes. But, yeah, I stuck it all out. And I guess, yeah, now it's now it's worth it, isn't it? So, yeah. I mean, your dad must be pretty proud with your uh, first professional contract this season. 
Yeah, no, he's pretty excited. He, um, <laughs> yeah, at all the games, he, he's taking as many photos as he can and looking on <laughs> Facebook and sharing everything that he can. So, um, no, he's pretty proud, which, you know, he's obviously good. And, yeah, um, he's put a lot, you know, into me as well as my mum, uh, driving me to training sessions and, and whatever when I was younger. So, no, nah, nah, they're proud and, and, so, and fair enough too. Can I can I ask just quickly on on your dad? You know, loving to to get photos of you as a professional. When you guys went to games in the past, was he like insistent on you getting photos with players and that sort of thing? Because uh, I know my dad was like every time there was a player walking past, <laughs> he was like you got to get a photo, you got to get a photo, and I was so nervous. But what was it like for you? Um, yeah, I think well, my dad's also a big AFL fan, so even at AFL matches, he'd, he'd like to do that there as well. But yeah, A League matches as well. Like you know, it's the same. You want a photo of me, you know, at the stand or. You know, we've been over to England a couple uh, once, and yeah, he was he was loving taking photos of me all the second sort over there as well. Which you know, and now he's taking photos of me, so it's funny that way. But um, yeah, no, it's it's now I'm on the other side of it, and like even last night, there's kids coming up to you taking photos, wanting your jersey, you know, wanting high five. So no, it's sort of come full circle, I guess. Which is that must be cool. that must be a pretty surreal turnaround for you. Yeah, well, yeah, like. Last night, yeah, like after the game, you know, everyone wanting high fives and, yeah, asking for your jersey. I'm sort of – I don't know what to say because I've never really had that happen to me before. <laughs> but, um, no, it's obviously unreal and, um, yeah, love the support. So it's good. Surely yeah. surely that first jersey you want to keep though. Did you end well, up giving it away? <laughs> no, last night everyone was asking for it. And in, in the back of my head I wanted to keep it for myself because it was my first one. So I couldn't give it away. So – but I hang on to that one. Yeah. Get one, that, get that one framed for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, all of all of that sort of um, you know, that junior journey has led to to where you are now. You're obviously making your debut last night, but the the senior you know the scholarship contract that you've signed you, you signed I think fairly late into into the piece. I think it's only three weeks ago that that you signed that deal. Can you take us through the time between sort of you know, going into lockdown, the end of the MPL three? season and you know progressing now into to signing that pro deal like how did that whole experience come together for you yeah it's been yeah pretty crazy and sort of a whirlwind couple of months um obviously yeah the MPL season got shut down and and I think we we're in lockdown for a couple of weeks and and then the A-League team started their their pre-season up um and yeah I was invited to sort of train with them for a couple of weeks see how it went and I just sort of kept being invited back and kept hanging on there. And um, so I was training with them full-time basically the whole of pre-season, um, you know, just trying to obviously prove myself to the coaches, hoping that this got, the scholarship contract would sort of be the end result. Um, so, yeah, played in a few practice matches and obviously, you know, trained and tried to do my best at training. And then, yeah, I think a week or two, maybe a few weeks before the season, they um, obviously yeah, had, a, had a meeting with them and they, they offered me the scholarship contract, which, you know, was – a dream come true as well because that's what you sort of grow up, you know, dreaming of, of doing, becoming a professional footballer and sort of it's weird to say that now that that's what I'm doing. But, um, yeah, it was a yeah crazy couple of weeks or a couple of months, but um, now it's all sorted and settled down so I can just focus focus on, you know, training and playing. So, it's, yeah. Well, g- given the fact that you brought him up before and that you've, you've shared this connection in football with him for such a long time, was that was that first phone call to your dad? What, what did, well, or at least when your first conversation you had with him, what did you say? Yeah, uh, yeah well, it's a bit of a blur now, but, um, yeah, I just obviously told him that, that they'd offered me a contract and, yeah, well, he was pretty excited. Um, 
Uh, but it, yeah, it was over the phone. So, um, but then, yeah, when I saw him in person, you know, he was even more excited for me and, you know, gave me a big hug and whatever. So no, it was, you know, a special moment and, um, yeah, something, you know, I'll look back on sort of forever. Well, what are your aspirations for this season then, Ben? I mean, obviously learning off uh, some experienced defenders there. Are you hoping to make your, your senior bow in the, in the league as well? And, uh, I mean, we've seen some of your teammates, uh, Adisu Bayou, uh, representing the Oli Roos. So that carrot's there at junior national team as well. Yeah, no, nah, Adisu, he's, um, I was with him in the NPL and now, you know, he's obviously gone and done that, which is which is unbelievable for him. But, yeah, for me, obviously, you know, I think i just got to keep learning and improving at training. And then, um, yeah, hopefully that, you know, A-League debut comes come soon. But, you know, obviously there's no guarantees and it's just, just up to sort of me. I've got the opportunity now, so... Yeah, it's up to, you know, my performances at training and then, yeah, hope, you know, hopefully there's an opportunity, you know, in an A-League game in, in the future. So I think, yeah, for me, that's where I'm at now. But, um, yes, hopefully hopefully it opens up soon. And you've got, obviously, Adisu, Ajak as well. It must be exciting for all of those sort of young players who were, at one point were, were cobbled together to form this MPL3 team. Now that you're all starting to get that chance, in the senior side, it must be a real like motivating factor for you to all be able to sort of work together and push towards that same goal. Yeah, no, it, it, it's pretty it's pretty surreal to sort of look back on. Like, I think maybe there's four of us now with Reese Bozanowski as well that was in the in the youth team. Even Charlie Emery, the goalkeeper, sat on the bench a couple of times last year. So, no, it just shows that obviously you know if you're in and about the academy, you're doing well. That you know there's definitely opportunities that you know at Western United. So. Um, yeah, we sort of sometimes we we talk to each other about it and sort of look back on, you know, where we were like seven months ago waking up for training, you know, sort of at 7am and and grinding it out there and um, and sort of, yeah, now, now we're obviously with the first team. So, um, yeah, it's pretty pretty unbelievable. Well, Ben, you've come a long way in a short space of time and I'm sure the future is bright for you by the, by the sounds of things with the faith that the club has in you and what John Aloisi has been saying about you. So uh, congratulations on your debut and uh, hopefully we'll catch up with you down the track and, uh, and check in on how your football journey is going. Yeah, no, nah, sounds good. Thank you very much for having me. Appreciate it.